When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. It's going to be a great show today. We got Justin Wood in the building, a fellow comedian, military vet, roommate of Junie Browning. Uh, and then uh, we got a great, great show. We got Chris Wade, a uh, great Long Island fighter uh, on the show. Ashley Evans-Smith, who's got a big fight coming up at UFC 223 against Rowdy Beck. I'm looking forward to that fight. It should be a fun fight. Uh, and then, who knows? I think we're going to try to get Phil Baroni as well. Uh, he, I know he has a fight coming up in King of the Cage after he missed his, uh, his flight in, uh, to get to the bare-knuckle boxing. But shit happens. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people. Uh, marijuana is legal in California, and there is no reason to have to go out of your apartment, your house, your place of work to go get it. Why? Why do that? Okay, they will come to you. Just go to speedweed.com, follow them at, at speedweed. They will deliver it to you. Sometimes you go, uh, you, you know, you, you don't have a car. Let's say you have a car, then you pick up the marijuana, you want to test it, you're so excited, you smoke. Now you got a DUI. Okay, now, you, now you're going to jail. It costs $20,000 for a joint. Everyone hates you. Your kids can't go to college. It's just, it's a whole thing, all right? Your wife leaves you, everyone thinks you're an addict. All that could be prevented, okay, by going to speedweed.com. Uh, mention roasted, and you get $10 off orders of $100 or more. And the guy Gino who runs it is a great, great guy. Uh, so also, if you're on amazon.com, if you actually order off Amazon, go to adamhunter.com first, my website. Click on the banner. There's two banners that say Amazon. Then order whatever you're going to order because I make money on it uh, and I like money. So, um, yes, that's what you should do. Uh, do that. And also, if you like T-shirts and you want to support the cause and you like MMA Roasted, order an MMA Roasted versus Everybody T-shirt. I will personally deliver it to you. I mean, not like in my car if you live in Alaska, but I will go to the post office and get it to you. Okay, so uh, that's what you want to do. And, uh, and that's that. Justin, what's going on? How are you, man? I'm good. No problem. Uh, you tricked me. You told me, hey, man, I'll come on with Junie Browning. And I was like, fuck, yeah, this would be awesome. And then Junie uh, didn't come. What happened? All right. Um, so I was talking to him. You know, uh, we brought the idea up about, about two weeks ago when he came and did my show. And, you know, I was talking to him, and he told me that he's trying to get out of the MMA spotlight. And I was like, you haven't been in the MMA spotlight for a while. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been in the cop spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, but he actually had, you know, great things to say. Like I told you, he's like, if I ever want to do an MMA podcast again, Adams would for sure be the one I do. So I think we need to uh, maybe make a movement. Yeah, well, you listen, tell Junie I'm a fan of his. It's not going to be one of those things where I make fun of him. Obviously, there's plenty of things to make fun of, yeah. but I'll let him do it himself. Uh, he's seen, and the thing about Junie, I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? It's not going to be one of those things. I actually, I think the dude actually accomplished a lot in his life and is, will still accomplish a lot. And, and Junie Browning was, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, I wasn't always a fan, but uh, he was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the kid, 
he kept on some good fights. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, he beat some good people, and he, he made it pretty far. Right. He made it to the, to the highest stage of fighting, which is most people will never do that. 99.9% of the fighters will never make it to the UFC. Junie did. So hats and off I to Junie. Think about that season he was on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Efron won. Like, I forget. Like, yeah. I still talk to Junie, and I still talk to Dave Kaplan a lot. Those How's guys, he doing? He's good. He's What's just, he up to? He's just traveling around all the time now. Is he, like, homeless? I'm like, what, no, what, no, like, no, I think he has, like, a smoking hot wife and lives in, last time I talked to him, Boston. Wow, he had one of the funniest things where he's like, I can't get knocked out, right? That was a guy that said, I can't get knocked out, and yeah. then somebody knocked him out, yeah. and then he had to, like, get him back Tom up. Lawler Tom Lawler knocked him out. Just, I mean, everyone can get knocked out. I don't yeah. think there's a person out there who can't get knocked out. But, yeah, that was crazy. Um, so, anyway, uh, I've had a good, good last couple of weeks. I had a show on uh, – I actually, I, I did a commercial Wednesday uh, for Riverside um, – Riverside Hyundai. I thought it was, uh, so that's uh, that's gonna be coming out pretty soon. Um, if you live in Riverside, uh, which was, it went really well. Though I, you know, it's forget oh, because this time I was prepared because I did a, a shoot uh, a year ago, and you know, as a comic, you know, you talk about with your friends anything. You don't nothing's off limits. Yeah. But then you forget like with, around actors, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, there was this like Asian girl, not this time, but last time on set, and. I was just talking to her, and then she said something like, oh, like the, the bill came in. And it was one of those things where we got a check, and we had to do it online. I'm like, oh, this is going to take me forever. One of those, right. you have to sign into a website to get paid. And she's like, oh, it'll take me three minutes. And I'm like, that's because you're Asian, right? <laughs> just, I thought that, and she's like, I don't appreciate your stereotype. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, but now I'm like worried she's going to get me fired, you know, because it was a joke. And I don't think that was even a negative joke. I said, Asians are good at, we can't say they're good at computers anymore. Like yeah, that's, that's, yeah. people can't, that we, we can't have positive stereotypes anymore. <laughs> I, like, it's, yeah. everybody is just so fucking uptight. So then I, I apologized to her and I'm like, hey, sorry if I offended you by making the, which I never like doing. And she's like, it's okay, just work on getting better material. And I was like, oh, like, for, like that's my, like, that's my joke anyway. Like, that's, that yeah. was my go-to, you know, like. But I had to kind of just grip my teeth and say, okay, all right, you know, like, whatever. And then the next day, I, uh, but, but so that was, but that, that was in the last photo. This one went better. This one was much smoother. Did it. But then I had a, so I did the commercial. And then Thursday, I had this show in Big Bear where um, it was at an office party. And they hired a guy, my friend Andy, to tell everyone that they were getting fired. They were doing a terrible job. And then, ha, 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 it's a comedy show. So... I drive up to Big Bear. It's a terrible storm. It's a three-hour drive. I get there. I'm like three miles from where I have to be. They go, the road's closed. And the only way back down, this is at 1.30 in the afternoon the show was, is to go back down around the mountain an hour and a half back up the other side in the fucking rain with falling rocks and, and, and rocks that are on the ground. So then I got there, and luckily the show was great. It was, they, yeah. They, yeah, it was great. They tipped me like a couple hundred dollars. It was oh, wow. awesome. It was 18 people, but they were, I think they were happy they weren't getting yeah. in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Followed by a comedy show. <laughs> so then I went from there to the Laugh Factory, and uh, Johnny Sanchez went on before me. He murdered. Um, but I don't get that, you know, the, the old younger me would have been like, oh, shit, how, how, you know, you get nervous who you have to follow. Right. But as a comic, you get put in so many situations now, I do at least, where... It's like, hey, you want, I want to see how good I, I really am. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Like, let me follow, follow whoever. I actually appreciate following someone that's killing. Like, I, I'm, I look at it the opposite way. It's like, the crowd's here now. Like, yeah. Like, I, I can fuck it up by not being funny, or I can just keep 
riding off with somebody. It's like someone throws you an alley oop in basketball. Like, if someone goes up there and crushes, they're lobbing that oop up there for you. Sometimes. Sometimes. Depends on how they're crushing, also. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember one time Rogan, I did one of Rogan's shows, and he's like, hey, can I go up earlier? And he's going to get out of there. So he did like an hour and a half yeah. in the middle of the show on his show. And then I went on after him yeah. for temp for eight minutes set. Yeah. And that, that was rough. And I, I like brought a date with me. And, and then it was just, that's the word. Like never bring dates with you to right. comedy shows. Oh, oh God, I used to do that when I was on tender. Like, oh, you should come to my show tonight. It'd be like a bringer show. Oh, God. That's all I used to do. And then they sit through the worst fucking comics yeah. ever. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's going to be one done. Well, when I did the improv, I had to fill it up. I asked like seven different Tinder dates to come. <laughs> And then a couple yeah. of them met each other in the bathroom. Like, oh, how do you know Adam? Oh, from Tinder. And, then, and that, that, that definitely fucked up a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's not exactly how girls want to. No. Uh, but, but then, I mean, one of the hardest person I had to follow one time was this guy, Gary Cannon, because his whole thing was crowd work. Yeah. Like, he, he's an he's a audience warm-up yeah. guy. So he went on before me at the Improv in Vegas, and I was headlining, and he talked to every single crowd member. Like every table, what do you do? Where are you from? Yeah. And Dana White, of course, came to that show, uh, oh, nice. which I did fine, but I was forced to just do material at that point. Because right. yeah. I wasn't going to be like, what do you do? Where are you from? It's, I would have had to continue with Artie. So what do you like? Right. And it's just too much, yeah. which I think as a feature, a little crowd work is good. But if your whole act is crowd work, right. you're not going to work that much as a feature, especially yeah. if the headliner is, can say who you want to go after. Yeah. Because exactly. it's, just also, it's just not... Unless the headliner just does material, which I don't like doing. I like yeah. fucking around a little bit. So anyway, so then Friday, I did a, a military base in Colorado. They flew me out, nice. uh, which was nice. It was a 6 a.m. flight, two-hour drive to the base. Um, and then we got stuck at the gate for two hours because they didn't believe it was us. Uh, then I'd go to the show, and Tisha Torres is there with Heather, Joe Clark, who's now dating my friend Connor Hume, which was weird to friends yeah. date. But, and then someone else. And it was a great show, except this guy was so drunk. And one of those things where, like, he thinks he's helping. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he thinks that, because he says something, I, like, I smack, like, hey, I don't, you know, I, I started drinking. And I'm like, when? At noon on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. And then everyone gets a laugh, everyone laughs, and he thinks he got the assist on it. Yeah. Like, like we're in this together. Yeah. But he was a nice guy, which those are the worst type of hecklers. Right. The ones that are like, fuck you, you suck, are actually the easiest ones, because everyone, like, hates that guy. It's yeah. the guy who's having fun. Because then if you smash him, you're a dick. Right. Um, and that, this was one of those guys. But he was, he was funny. Actually, his mom was with him and their other brother who was in the military who was like the most nicest guy ever. I'm like, yeah. what is this, the remake of Twins? <laughs> Where like he yeah. got the good genes. And, yeah, he's the asshole. Yeah. But afterwards, he got to me and started crying like, this was the best show I've ever seen. And like, yeah. oh, it was, that was fun. I got yeah. to hang out with And then also there was another girl uh, with um, – um, who was a fighter. Uh, this is going to bother me because she was a, a national champ in wrestling. I didn't know who she was. Normally I know people. She was an Invicta fighter. She's five and two. Uh, super cool girl. Uh, this is going to bother me if I don't, if I don't point her out. Uh, fuck. What's her name? Uh, but yeah, she's an Invicta girl. And uh, here we go. Boom. Uh, Sharon Jacobson. She came. National champion fighter. A wrestler. Uh, in MMA now, uh, got a, has a, a couple cool wins. I went over Jamie um, Moyle, uh, so that was cool. And then, uh, and, and then uh, the Colorado was fun. And then the guy was like, the guy, when the guy was screaming out, he was like, "I love you." I'm like, "Yeah, me and Jack Daniels." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so I, I got him good. I, I got I got him really good. That that was fun. And then uh, and then last night was the dime, um, which was like, it's always funny whenever I have like the best. Uh, comics we have the least amount of crowd members for some reason and whenever I have like kind of a weaker lineup it's like everyone's there I think a lot of times because the good comics don't promote they don't give a fuck those all just show up for a set the newer guys like oh I'm gonna bring my friends you know even though I don't require it to them so it was one of those shows it was a good show um, but my pet peeve is when comics go up there and bring their fucking notebooks like I could see putting your phone on the stool glancing over Mm -hmm. that's cool but when you bring up like a fucking like three ring binder up there yeah. or you're just telling the crowd you, this is an, a workout open mic. No, I've had people do that on my show and I'll, and I'll tell them when they get off the stage like, hey, uh, Monday nights are our open mics if you want to come back and try the open mic. But, really? Yeah. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the balls to say that cause, but, I'll just, cause I, but I'll just tell them like, hey, listen, it's, it's, it's a lose-lose because if I tell them beforehand like, hey, please don't bring up your notebook. They're gonna go. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, why? Why me? Come on, I'm a professional. Yeah. But but then they'll get, they probably were planning on doing that, right? But if they do it afterwards, then you're an asshole because you told them afterwards. See, but I think if you would bring up a notebook, like if you did your jokes in a notebook and you brought it up, I don't think the correct like because you're there every week, so that's showing the crowd that hey, I'm trying new stuff for you guys. Yeah. yeah. I've been to some shows where I'll see the host of that. Like I'll come back like a few months later, and I was like. Oh, here's the, your regulars, and you're still doing the same jokes. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I went to a Neil Brennan show over at the Westside Comedy Theater, and Neil would just bring up notes, but he's up there every single. And he has a Netflix special, yeah, and exactly. that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I like this comic hit me up. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's like, "Hey, man, I got some new shit I want to work out. Mind if I come by?" And I wrote back. I go here, here. I'm going to correct your your text to me. Yeah. Like, hey, Adam. I'm going to do my really good jokes that I know work and yeah. probably put in a couple new jokes too yeah, exactly. uh, because I want you, because I know you're going to be spending time all week trying to get a crowd in there to come see yeah. me. And the guy goes, fuck you, man. And he got all fucking angry. And I was, and then it became like a 10 minute fucking text back and forth, yeah. which we made up. But, yeah. it's, you know, comics are such, yeah. I mean, they, they get so, they're such sensitive people. A lot of them are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but that was annoying because I was like, ugh. And they got to the point where people came up to me and they were like, where's the sign-up sheet? And, and, and when you're running a show, you don't want to tell people that just walking off the street going, where's the sign? And I'm like, hey, sorry, these are professionals. They go, really? Uh, I, know that you don't, I know you don't think so because they're all doing their fucking, yeah. not, not all of them, but some of them are. Yeah. You know? And that just it fucking infuriates me. Right. I mean, and then, the, and then there was like this girl that hit me up to do the show like two days ago and I had a falling out so I'm like sure no problem and then I, I like I, you know I do the flyer on my little fucking phone yeah. and I like it's the the letters are so tiny yeah. so I, I misspelled like like a letter in her name and she's like hey you spelled my name wrong I go okay I'll fix it okay fix it on Instagram Facebook and Twitter too and I'm like like fuck so that like fuck like no one's coming to see you yeah. like I do this every fucking day yeah of my life yeah. every day I travel the whole fucking world doing it and I make a living at it you know you're some chick that like dabbles in it I'm, I'm like alright sure I'll throw you a bone and then you're gonna give me a fucking heart make your own fucking flyer exactly, yeah. exactly. I, you know when I do shows I make my own fucking flyers for them I don't wait till the venue gives me a flyer I get I had one kid hit me up recently because when I make my flyers for my show what I usually do if anyone hits me up for a spot I give them a spot 
whether it's like anytime soon, I'll like, okay, hey, come a month from now, I got a spot for you because I like to have, you know, people that when someone looks at the play, like, oh, this will be a good show. Yeah. But then I'll have like two or three other people on the show, and he hit me up. He's like, hey, why isn't my picture on the flyer? And I told him, I was like, look, you know, the I just do this because right now, and I, I didn't like sound like an asshole. I was like, there's social media followings when they share it. That can help me. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, I can pack the room. Then pack like, the room. Please do. Yeah. Please and, do. And, I, you back again. and of but course, he didn't. And he, so he didn't pack the room, right? No, you're like not even a year into comedy. And uh, I, think I had like Lori Kilmartin, Chris Frangioli, and Graham Elwood on the flyer. And yeah. Like, my picture? I'm like. Uh, uh, so fuck, no, they don't, they don't understand how it works ever. I had a girl hit me up. There was a girl that like I had heard, like did the roast battle and then like was late and called the fire department or something yeah, on yeah, them. I so heard. she hit me up for a spot mm-hmm. and I told her, I go, last time I brought you, I put, I put you on the show, not knowing I gave you a spot. I had all these comics complain about you on the, pulling the fire alarm or no, calling the fire department. Did that, I go, did that happen? I didn't make any. I go. Did that happen? Yeah. She wrote. I. She wrote me fifty fucking emails in a row. I didn't respond to one of them. You know, I'm a woman. I work hard. They're drug addicts. They're losers. Fuck them. I didn't do that. Oh, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. And just off. I'm like, dude, you're obviously mentally unstable. Yeah. Like, I cannot have you near no. me. No. Like, I honestly wish that. Like, like I was just trying to be nice, and now it just fucking blew up in my face. Right. Anyway, so. Uh, uh, so that's let's talk about MMA. This is an MMA podcast, not me bitching at fucking. Uh, all right. So uh, over the weekend, you watch Invicta at all? I didn't get a chance to watch it. There, there was some good Invicta cards. It was uh, my my girl won. Um, not my girl, but uh, Deanna Bennett won, yeah. and I was so happy for her. But she had the strangest fucking. So they, and she's like, she licked the the camera. She's like, oh my God, the camera in her face. And she's like, oh my God, this is great. I'm so happy. I'm not happy. I, I'm so happy. Oh, this is awkward. Just like my dating life. And just, it was, it was hilarious. I loved every minute of it, but this, she's insane. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I, I, I was happy she won. Um, and then, uh, and then there's some other girl, some young girl that like lost, but she, she was 18 years old. Uh, I forgot her name, but she had a shirt saying like pro guns, pro USA like pro like and then just she got pro fucked up but 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 she's tough yeah. the chick is yeah. tough 18 years old I mean to even be doing wow. this at 18 yeah. um so yeah so that was cool and then I, I actually did watch the LFA I, I like LFA yeah. uh there was one thing where on the amateur car uh, one of the amateurs the heavyweight you see what happened the yeah he knocked the guy out and then did a fuck, but it wasn't even like his knockout. Yeah. So he was in yeah. trouble. Like he went down mm-hmm. and the guy knocked himself out yeah. trying to land a punch. Yeah. And then look, if that's how you win your fight by the guy knocking himself out, right. you don't deserve to do a fucking backflip, no. especially off the guy's fucking back. Like I like backflip does not mean off the guy's fucking spine. Yeah. You know, like, so the guy did a fucking, and then, and then Colby Covington wrote like, he didn't even land the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Lorenz Larkin, holy fuck was he pissed. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, I'll just read you a little bit of what uh, Lorenz Larkin wrote. Uh, good for Lorenz Larkin, but uh, he, he did not. And, and, like, you know, what, what, what the fuck was that? I understand you're happy, and, and like, you won your, your, your fight, and I guess the guy's really upset, but is this really how you want to, like, go about it? Yeah. Like, is this, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we're, I mean, so yeah, Lorenz Larkin fucking went ballistic. Um, oh man, I, I, I got to find it. I, he, he was really, really fucking angry. 
so I don't know. Uh, where? Oh, uh, also, uh, Ricky Simone looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. This kid, he got called up to the UFC. I'm happy for him. Um, also, in the Invicta thing, it was the first ring boy. You see that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Elias. Yeah. Elias Theodoro. Uh, he. Um, he. Yeah. He. I think he did fine. People yeah. said that he kind of stole the show. Yeah. I, look, I, I. Not to me. I mean, yeah. I wasn't really watching it for him, yeah. but. Fuck it. I mean, I think if it, I think if it brings, you know, eyes to it, yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal Buress, I guess, is sponsoring the event now. Oh, really? So he has HannibalBuress.com all over the mat, oh. and his face and his eye, like, <laughs> that was just so random. Yeah. I guess he's a fan. So okay, Larkin writes, uh, "You fucking piece of shit. I never in my life fucking seen any type of classless, classless shit like that." And I've been in the game for a while. I hope, I know, Ed Soares is one hell of a fucking promoter. He will handle it to the fullest fucking potential he can. But I hope no other fucking promotions, no matter how you fucking do in your career, pick your sorry ass up. And I'm so glad you're not on the higher fucking level so I can get my hands on you, you piece of fucking shit. So uh, I guess how, how do you really feel, uh, yeah. Lorenz Larkin? <laughs> but yeah, hey, man, that's what, you, that's what happens. Was that even his like, partner or anything that got knocked Like a training partner that got knocked out or... Uh, I probably, I mean, I, I probably, yeah. that does seem like he had an investment in it. Uh, I'm not sure, but I know, I know Kelvin Gaslam got upset. He said, there's no, there's no place in this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like if anyone watches before that, the knockout, he knocked himself out. If I'm that guy, I'm going to quietly get my hand raised and walk out of the cage knowing that yeah you yeah you got a gift yeah you got a gift but yeah you know maybe now people are talking about that not the other thing but still uh gary tunnan uh who i guess is this master jiu-jitsu guy everyone talks about how good he is he uh won his fight he looked really good in one fc uh which kind of sucks that askren left but i I feel like askren's probably light years ahead of him at this point uh but uh but that would have been a a sick fight a uh, uh, six, six. I'm not even sure they're in the same weight class. Uh, Josh Barnett, uh, he actually, um, his Usada, he actually beat Usada. He it got overturned. Uh, yeah, so good for him. I actually said this is his first win in four years. <laughs> I texted him beforehand and go, hey, "Is it cool if I say this?" And he said, "Ha ha, go ahead, sure." Uh, but I'm, and he goes, "By the way, I beat Arlovsky." I'm like, "Okay, I know. I just, this yeah. is just fucking jokes." Um, yeah, uh, but yes, he, I know. Usada's like 90 and 0. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he basically beat the, the greatest of all time. So, um, yeah, so I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy for him. Uh, and then uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, what's his name? Um, is now uh, Ponzinibbio is, yeah. is uh, fighting uh, Kamaru Usman. I saw, yeah, I saw that. That's I, a good fight. I like it. I was, I was really hoping for the Usman and the Kobe fight. Yeah, but Kobe's fighting RDA. Oh, yeah. Why do, what, we're going to keep giving him 155ers? For, well, for an, well, no, RDA is up at 170. Yeah. His last fights have been at 170. He got yeah. completely sucked out at 155. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's for an interim belt. Because, yeah. I mean, like, they're just, they're saying, like, yeah, this is for an interim belt. Fuck it, right? Like, a well, they're saying, they're saying, well, he actually did a good job yeah. at comedy. That's what I, you told me that, he did, like, off Better than like I would say ninety nine. Probably any. It was probably the best debut I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Tyron's a natural at comedy. Shit. But at the same time, I don't think this is like this interim belt thing is just getting ridiculous. Yeah. They're just throwing them out now. 
And and the guys that he's fought, he's fought a fucking a who's who of fighting. Yeah. You can't say he's ducked anybody. No. Fought Wonder Boy twice. He fought Maya. Uh, he fought Robbie Lawler. And those were his last four fights. I could see this being labeled a number one contender fight. Yeah. But I don't think there should be. How long has he been out? And how long was Connor out before they finally? Right. By the way, another thing, UFC did a top like 50 fights of all time. Oh, I saw that. And they put Connor, Nate Diaz, one and two. Yeah. Like the, 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 the second one is the best fight of all time. Yeah. And the, second, and, and, uh, the first one is the second best fight of all time, which is great because I've now been at the best fights of all time. Yeah. But <laughs> that's complete bullshit. Uh, in, I didn't even see Forrest and Bonner on there. They, they were on there. Uh, but here, here, I, I will, we'll, we'll actually go over this list. This list is bullshit. I mean, there were so many better, there were so many better fights. Uh, they just happened to put the one that Connor wanted number one. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> that first of all, that second fight, it was a good fight. Yeah. Was it that dramatic? Was it even close to Robbie Lawler uh, versus uh, Rory McDonald? No, no, not even. It wasn't even as good as like Korean Zombie uh, versus. Uh, uh, the fucking, yeah. the Mexican dude that used to throw fucking crazy haymakers. Yeah. Uh, what am I, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, he trained over at the ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, look up Korean zombie fights. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, they, so they, yeah, this is the best. Okay. So now that the UFC best fights of all time, uh, fuck, uh, Leonard Garcia, Leonard Garcia. It wasn't. E- I mean, it <laughs> it wasn't even in, in that. Leonard Garcia, Korean Zombie, might have been one of the. And Brian Stan, Vanderlei Silva, yeah. has to be absolutely. Well, I mean, one of the best fights of all time. That fight was insane. I mean, there was, and of course, Forrest, you know, uh, Griffin Bonner. Yeah. But there were there was so many. There were so many. Why would they do that? That's just that's just. Come on, that's just stupid. Like how thirsty are you guys? I, I mean, look, I get it. Connor, I, I enjoy, I tune in every time he fights. Yes. Let's not get ahead of ourselves to say that's number one and number two. All, no. Every single fight that's ever happened. Like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you got, this drama is a big part of fighting. Yeah. I mean, a huge part of fighting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brian Barberina, Colby Covington, I think, was actually a more exciting yeah. fight. Than that. But the, there's, a, you know, obviously the, uh, the Frankie Edgar, Gray Maynard fights yeah. uh, were just insane. Uh, two and three, yeah. um, uh, I think uh, two. Is, uh, yeah, those those were just amazing fights. Uh, you can go on it. I mean, I thought the Henry Cejudo Benavidez fight yeah, was a, that, was that was a great, great. that was a great fight. Uh, yeah, of course Gustafson John Jones. Yeah. that fight was insane. And I think a lot of these fights are on the list, but those that one yeah. and two I can't even find. I think someone took it off Google that list. Um, so yeah, so we're uh, talking about that. Um, but yeah, so what else is going on in the world of MMA? Floyd Mayweather now. He yeah, that's like, training this week. Come on, that's so stupid. Yeah. That that is so. It's never gonna happen. He's never gonna get into the. If you guys are the octagon, I don't know. What what will I do? Uh, I don't know. If he gets into the octagon, CB Gold will bang Joe the Kid Perez. Okay, that's <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, live on live on Periscope. That's or maybe Joe will bang CB. One of them will bang each other. But but yeah, that come on, that is so dumb. 
Uh, so uh, yeah, that's just that's just dumb. And now let's talk about UFC 223 because that's that's gonna be the, that's obviously the biggest fight coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to that fight. Everyone's looking forward to that fight. I actually would like to be going. I'm like, why am I not going to that? I probably yeah. could go, but I don't know. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's kind of far. Um, so we're looking at that fight right there. Actually, yeah, April 7th. That's yeah. the next big one. So the fight press prelims on that. You got Zabid. Oh, this kid is really good. Zabit Magomashadaripov. I don't know. I this dude. I, I watched him fight, and I'm like, this is the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just has that it, it factor, and he's the first fight on Fight Pass prelims. That's how good this card is. Beck Rawlings, Ashley Evan Smith, uh, Artem Lobov, probably the best fighter who's 14 and 14 in the history of fighter. <laughs> yeah. Except I think Baroni's up there too. Uh, he's fighting Bruce Leroy. Um, I don't think Leroy's ever been in a. I mean, he's just ever. No. Yes, on the undercard. That's on the, the, the on the on the on the fight pass undercard. Uh, Joe Lozon versus uh, Chris Gruchemeiser. Grits. That that's a good fight right there. Uh, Ray Borg versus Brandon Moreno. Uh, Moreno he came out of nowhere with his couple, and then now Ray Borg. Man, I was that was. I was hoping he would pull off that Demetrius Johnson win, yeah. but not only did he not do that, but yeah. the way that finish was yeah. insane. Yeah, I don't even know how you even teach that. But uh, hopefully this will be Borg's, uh, you know, comeback. Felice Herrig versus Carolina Kolchevich. Um Felice Herrig is actually, I think she's won like four in a row. Yeah. I mean, she's coming. Look at, I mean, at one point she lost to Paige Van Zant on Fox, and now, now she's like, you know, she's just coming into her own. Right. Uh, good for her. And but Carolina is no joke. That girl can. That girl's that's a tough Polish chick. Uh, I find that the Eastern European girls, for some reason, they just, I don't know, they. They kind of do it for me because they have no facial expression and they got great bodies <laughs> and they just look like they'd be like, take off your pants, yep. put it into my <laughs> asshole. You know, like they just seem like those kind of girls. Just, I don't know. Uh, and then Ally Quinta is taking on Paul Felder, the Irish dragon versus Raging Al. Uh, hopefully Al wins this fight. Yeah. He should win. Kiesa versus Pettis. Uh, I'm picking Kiesa in this me one. Too. Yeah. With that. It's almost like a Tiger Woods. Like he was great. Like he was champion WEC UFC, and now for some reason I don't know what fight it was, but it just seems like he cannot. I think his opponents also were like falling apart before they got in there as well. Yeah. Like it just like they were believing the hype. He was believing the hype. Uh, and then Calvin Qatar, my buddy Calvin. Yeah. Uh, he's from Arizona. Good fighter. Nice. Really nice guy too. He's fighting on Hanato Masano from Brazil. That's on the main card. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Rose Namajunas versus Joanna. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Rose is going to do it again. I hope so. I mean, I'm pulling for her. But if not, I mean, we got a trilogy. Uh, but that last one, Joanna just got too, too full of herself. Yeah. She's yeah. making faces and this and that. It was, Movie woman's cup. I was like, shut up. Yeah. Like, I was a fan of her until that lead up. <laughs> I started just like, you're annoying. I don't even... She said, all about her legacy. Like, oh, I'm going to break the record. Break, yeah. Just beat the person in front yeah. of you. How many times do we have to teach this lesson? Yeah, exactly. Just beat the person in front of you. And then Ferguson Khabib. That's, ah, man. I keep going back and forth. I think, I think Khabib's going to win. I do. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. It's going yeah. to be a really good fight. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. Uh, so Ferguson's dangerous enough off his back. Because he's going to go to the ground. Khabib's going to get him down. But it's going to be... 
what's going to help Ferguson is how dangerous that dude is off his back. So wait, no, I know. I think uh, did I tell you what did I say? Ferguson or Khabib? You said Khabib. Yeah. You, you, who do you think is going to win? I think Khabib's going to, but I'm giving. I'm not a hundred percent on it because the only way I can see Ferguson winning this is doing something insane off his back. Yeah. But that's about some Eddie Bravo rubber yeah, guard, exactly. fucking go go vaporizer, yeah. <laughs> fucking plata. Yeah, A little bit. It's just his. He's not good at trash talking. No, not it's. it's I mean, bad. I mean, he's he's not the worst at it, but he it's just not his. It's just not his thing. Yeah. You know, he's exactly. just. So we're gonna call Phil Baroni. Let's see how he's doing. I see if he see if he actually picks up. Uh, I don't know if he will. Um, but we gotta see how he's doing. Last time we talked to him, he couldn't get to um England, uh, in time. But now I see he's in King of the Cage. So let's see if this. Uh, let's see what he's up to. So, boom, Phil Baroni. Here we go. All right. Hello. See if this works. Hello. Hey, Phil Baroni, you're on the MA Roasted Podcast. How are you? What's up? What's up? So uh, yeah, I'm here. It's me, you, uh, Justin Wood is in the house. So what? Okay. So what ended up happening last week? My my friend Justin. My friend Justin. He's a he's a a a comedian slash military vet. So I just first of all, congrats. You got a fight in. Thank you. Congrats. You got a fight in King of the Cage, right? Yeah. Are you are you are you are you you excited for this? What? I uh, saw that you got a. um, Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I just jerked off all over myself, though, so I can't, you know, have that much enthusiasm right now. It's about to fall asleep. Okay, so you just jerked off. It's one thirty, and now you're tired? On my chest, yeah. Okay, now, 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 now did, you, did you wipe it up at all, or? No, it's just right here in the pool. You just called. Okay, all right. Now, is there anyone around you, or did anyone watch you jerk the off? The dog, or? the dog. I might let him lick it. No, that's don't. Weird, please, that's, that's illegal, and uh, I don't want to see you going to jail for animal cruelty. But, uh, but, but th- so you're fighting Matt Legler. Matt Legler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know anything about this guy? He's fucking dead meat. That's about it. <laughs> uh, now, now, this guy's got some knockout power, though. Uh, he, looks like, he, he, he looks like he's no slouch. Gives a fuck. I'm no slouch either. I know you're no slouch either. I'm just saying, are you taking him seriously? I'm fucking. I'm, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. He's got a record of twelve and fourteen. Uh, yeah, he's fucking dead meat. All right, he's dead meat. Uh, all right. So now, did you ever uh, square it away with the bare knuckle boxing guys? No, he's a fucking queer. That motherfucker. Fuck that guy. Fucking fuck bare knuckle boxing. That guy's a fucking bitch. I would have killed that fucking guy, Relic. He's a fucking jerk off. They had a they had a backup guy there already. Well, why would they even have a backup guy when the main event fight is me? They, they were never bringing me. There was never no flight. It was, it was a bullshit. They used me for advertisement. I would fight that 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 Relic guy any day of the week. I heard he's in K S W or something. Well, whoever the fuck he is, I'll, I'll beat the fuck out of that kid. I'm not afraid of that kid. Now, do you think that you got set up? I ain't afraid of nobody. I think it was bullshit. They, they were using me to promote the show. There's nobody on the show. I never heard nobody that did the bare knuckle boxing. They didn't even get me a flight. Now they said they got you a flight and you missed the first one. Full of fucking shit. A different fucking, a different fucking city. I, and I don't believe there really was a flight there. 
Ah, oh, man, that's bullshit. That sucks, man, because I was, I was looking forward bullshit. to you making your, uh, I'll your debut. I was kill that dude. I was in good shape. I was going to fuck him up. All right, okay. Well, now we got to focus on Matt Lagler. Yeah. So Matt Lagler, he's coming off a loss to Anthony Hernandez. He, he, he knocked out. Yeah, he's getting fucked. I'm going to beat this shit out of him. I, I don't need to hear about what he did or <laughs> what the fuck, anything. You know what I mean? I'm just, just going to abuse him. All right, now where is this fight? King of the Cage in, uh, in, in fucking San Diego. Okay, now do we have a ride there? You're going to pick me up, ain't you? <laughs> I'll, yeah, May, May 4th. I actually would love to uh, come pick you up. Yeah, LA? I'll come in LA. Justin, you want to go on a uh, road trip? You're, you're in LA now, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to fucking stop it. Stop it. Swoop by the fucking ghetto real quick. Pick me up, but let's go. Uh, let's do it. Let's. Can I walk with you, yeah. to, the, can I walk with you to the cage? Yeah. N- nice. That's awesome. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Fucking May 4th. You can be my fucking corner man, everything. Cut man. You can be everything. Corner man, cut man. <laughs> no. All right. Now, all right, now. Uh, so we're taking this seriously. We're training with the Diaz brothers for this fight? Uh, I, I, I'm just training out here in, in the area. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just training. Okay. Now, I'm just training with everybody, yeah. Now, so you're, and you're not beating up homeless people anymore, right? No, I'm out of Vegas, man. I'm out of Vegas. <laughs> I beat him up, made enough money, got a fucking, got, got a bus ticket, Greyhound to fucking Stockton, couldn't make it to fucking the water, and I'm here. Now, when you're jerking so off, are, are, like, are you watching porn, or are you thinking about your glory days and some of the porn stars you banged, or what are you jerking off to? A video, a video on my phone that I just took. Yeah, I'll send you the picture right now. <laughs> How how's your Tinder game doing out in uh, Stockton? Yeah, good. I just won. I just drew. I, I, I yeah, I just won last night. Got something. It was fucking great. I love this Tinder thing, bro. No, you don't have to have any person. You don't talk. You just go see. I'll be past that. No talking. Just fucking. I like it. All right. So you just show up. You just kind of make a muscle and then just fuck the chicks. Yeah, just make out. Just kiss them. As soon as I see them, we just start making out with them. Nice. Are you uh, banging them or no? Are you are you wearing con what? are you uh, wearing condoms or no? What's that? No, exactly. <laughs> Phil Baroni does not wear condoms. <laughs> Nothing. All right, so we got a two fight contract with King of the Cage. I'm looking at I this. I never guy. pull out, bro. I, I always go through it. <laughs> I don't fucking no condoms. Yeah, but aren't you worried about having kids? I haven't had any yet. Well, any I know of. Yeah. Any in America. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If I think it, yeah, absolutely. Phil. Yeah, are you getting sponsors for this fight? You're sponsoring me, aren't you? You give me a ride and you're going to fucking put a <laughs> MMA roasted on my, MMA, MMA roasted on my ass, aren't you? Absolutely, man. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, would, I would be honored. I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Fucking Under Siege, May 4th, Friday, May 4th, King of the Cage. Doors open at 6.30, fights at 7.30. It's Phil Baroni versus Matt Lagler. And Aaron Witherspoon versus Robbie Peralta. Uh, this is going to be a good, good. I like it. It's going to be on. Uh, you can watch it on Mav TV. This is the return of Baroni. Uh, now, uh, now, do, do they do they drug test in King of the Cage? Well, I, I, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Okay, good. All right. We'll worry about that. We'll worry, we'll worry about that after the fight. You get in there and fuck some dudes up first. Uh, okay, now now what what weight is this fight at? 
good question. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Wait, you don't even know what weight you're fighting at, Phil? I think 185. I'm fighting this motherfucker tonight. 185. Okay. <laughs> okay, but what do you? I mean, sometimes I see you. You're like 170, and then I see you like another two weeks later. You're 230. Uh, said. Yeah, I'm like 30. Yeah, yeah like two thirty. You're two thirty now, so you got to make it one eighty five. Are you? Are you? I mean, are you cutting? This is this is like a month away. It's not that you know. Are oh, you, I never miss weight. I'll make weight. Don't worry about. It. I'm becoming a huge smash this dude. All right. Now, who do you the like? Weight, the weight. The weight. The weight. I'm not worried about the fucking weight. You know what I mean? That's some bull, bull, bull pussy shit. All these dudes worried about the weight. Fuck, go in the sauna. Stop fucking crying and make the fucking weight. It's fucking ridiculous. A bunch of fucking pussies crying about the weight. Be doing their weight cuts. Yeah, you okay, ne- I never heard of such a thing. You Dudes, never- every day, wrestlers, every day, twice a week, sometimes three times a week, cut way more than you fucking pussy little wannabe MMA fighters that want to cry about cut weight and cry about fucking all this shit. You know, it's ridiculous. All, all that, cut rate, weight cuttings are going on to the beginning of time. That's when wrestling's been invented and uh, it should be left alone. Uh, yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Um, if you can't if you can't cut weight, you, then, then you wrestle weight class up. If you don't if you don't make weight, you're out. Next, next time you should be cut and you should make a weight class. Guys will make fucking weight. Now, who do you like, by the way, Ferguson or uh, Khabib? I can't bet against Khabib. I, I'm a train winner. He's a beast. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, and you he's be- an AK. He's an AK guy. Yeah. Have you ever? How do you do? Uh, do against him in uh, in sparring? I'll fucking knock him out, but he's too wrestle. I believe it, man. Football. I would fucking kill him. Are you serious? He's 155 pounds. My dick's bigger than him. I would knock him the fucking towards the roof. <laughs> Your dick's bigger than him, really? Yeah, he's a pretty big wrestler, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but how do you do against him in wrestling? I'm fucking way bigger than him. I'm a two-time All-American. I'll fucking smash his little ass. Now, how did you do when you were at AKA against like Luke Rockhold or against uh, Daniel Cormier? Daniel Cormier beats me, beats me up. I used to before I left AKA, I was wrestling with Luke Rockhold a lot. Yeah, I was wrestling with him a lot. And how did you do against him? Uh, I was one. I was one of his only. Tra- I don't know. I was one of the bigger guys, and that was even when I was smaller. He doesn't really have no one there to train with. Right. You can't just train with DC and and. Uh, Cormier all the time, you know what I mean? So, so I, that's why he left. And uh, Kane, you mean, right? Kane, because DC is Cormier. Yeah, yeah, he can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't train with those two big motherfuckers all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- better now if he goes with 205, but when he was fighting 85, there, there was no one there to really give, give him any work except me, but I, I wasn't there. Now, are there any strip clubs in the vicinity? I know that you're a big strip club guy. Stop. Fuck, bro. Nothing? No, no, no. I mean, there is, but I don't like it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. What about those uh, porn stars that were living at your at, at your ranch? No, they they left. They got rid of them. Well, listen, Phil, man, I'm proud of you, man. I'm looking forward to May Fourth under siege. Yeah, and be here like a couple hours early, folks. On the fall. All right, no problem. We're gonna be, we're gonna take the it away. All right, good. I'm excited for this. Uh, weigh-ins. We don't know what you're gonna weigh in at. Uh, I guess I guess the fight's at one one eighty five, but uh, good man. I'm excited. Is is uh, Chuck Zito gonna walk out with you again? Yeah, Chuck Zito is coming. Nice. And uh, what the face? Fucking. Uh... Bonnie Rotten. What? What about Bonnie Rotten? I see that you're with uh, her sometimes. No, no, no. Fucking, uh, oh, fuck, bro. 
Man, I smoke too much weed. What the fuck? <laughs> a bitch with me. Listen. Can't remember. Fucking hot chick, bro. Yeah. All right, some hot chick. Good. Listen, she's Phil. Pretty hot. She's, she's pretty hot. She she did a lot of movies, but now she only does them with girls. Uh, did you ever bang her? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bang her right now. She's going to walk me out. Uh, good. All right, cool. Well, thanks, brother. I All appreciate right. it. I'll, 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 All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. See you, Pat. Later. All right, that was Phil Veroni, one of a kind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm in town that week. Yeah. Fuck, if I, if, I, if I am, though, I would fucking love That'd to. Be I know, I know. <laughs> Dude, he's got to win this fight. Yeah. He, he, this guy I'm looks... Yeah, I think I think Phil's got this fight. Phil, Phil could beat a lot of guys. Yeah. Phil, Phil actually, you know, Phil's a, a different level. I mean, he's he was a, a great wrestler. Right. People underestimate how good he was at New York. He was a county champion. I think he took second in the state. Then he was a college all American. He got kicked off the Hofstra team. All American at Western Michigan. He's he was a four and as a boxer. He beat I mean he beat Dave Manet back in the day. I mean he wow. he's just he's had so many battles. But uh, you know fucking Phil Baroni. How do you not root for that guy? Yeah. I'm in, I'm in Naples, Florida that week. Fuck. Otherwise, I would, I would be there in a heartbeat. But uh, my heart will be with Phil Baroni. Yes. yes. So uh, I'm happy for him, man. I like about Phil, though, is that he's so diplomatic, you know. Doesn't really, always, you know, wants to say the right thing. Doesn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very well spoken. <laughs> like, they don't make him like, like Phil yeah. Baroni anymore. You know, he actually graduated from Hofstra or in college. His major was, a, he was a, uh, to be a um, a guidance counselor, that was his. That was his major. I think he still has a. Like, could you imagine yeah. that was your guidance counselor? <laughs> like, like you go amazing. you go in there and you're like, yeah, and people don't like me, and I'm sorry. Look, you're a fucking pussy. All right, you you get to fucking do some fucking steroids. Fuck it. Hey, jack off on your chest and then come back and talk to me about this again. <laughs> go be a man. Go <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, like. Just let it sit there for a few minutes. Take a couple calls. Dude, on Instagram, I posted my like my wedding photo, and I put like best day of my life, and everyone was like, Con- "Congratulations, love you." And then he, and then Phil goes, he wrote, "You look small. Do some steroids." And then put like needle emojis. <laughs> like he actually found the needle emojis. People, hymns. It's a new wellness brand for men. Sixty-six percent of men lose their hair by age of thirty-five. I know that I've lost my hair about that time. It's not good. And when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. It's over. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? You know it's there, okay? You deny it. You look away. You start doing different haircuts. You know, the hairs that grow in that yeah. were not there all of a sudden, just like one. I'm like, what are you, visiting? Is this a reunion? <laughs> all right. I ask you. Do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want to do something about it first? Okay, be proactive. Go on the offense. Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about it first? Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? And here's the solution. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents or to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. It's not snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. I mean, you go to fill up your gas and next thing you know, you're like, oh, just, no waiting room. 
No awkward doctor visits, okay? Save hours by going to 4 It's prescription solutions backed by science. It's so easy. Answer a few questions, doctor will review and prescribe you, and products are shipped discreetly, directly to your door. Listen, order now. My listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. So go to the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So go to forhims.com slash roasted. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash roasted. Forhims.com slash roasted. Check it out. Trust me on this one. Um, also, okay, so now we are calling my man Chris right now. He just missed it. Calling him back and boom. Hello? Hello, Chris Wade. Hey, how are you? What's up, man? You're an MMA Roasted podcast. You're here with my me and my buddy Justin Wood. How's everything going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, man. Good. I was uh, doing some research about you. Fellow Long Island guy. I actually, um, you were born in Rockville Center. I used to live in Rockville Center. I went to Oceanside High School. Small world. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I was there. Well, I actually, yeah. I, well, I got thrown out in eighth grade, went to a boarding school in Maine, but I was supposed to be there uh, for a long time. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you yeah. Got thrown out? Well, I got thrown out of my house, kind of. Um, but I ended up going. Uh, to, it, was, it, was a, it was the best experience. <laughs> I actually needed it. Uh, it was a. It was a. Uh, I went to a, a uh, alternative prep, prep school, but uh, but yeah, you were um, you were a Long Island wrestling phenom. You were the New York State champion. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. I was uh, back, going back, uh, it's crazy. It's going to be 12 years now, I think. Wow. So, and that was... And that going was, so fast. I feel like that was like two weeks ago that I came back from that tournament. And that was your senior year? I said, I feel like that was just, uh, you know, two weeks ago that I came back from that tournament in high school and all of a sudden I'm 30. Crazy. It, it, it happens, but that but that was your senior year of uh, wrestling when you won the states. Yeah, that was my senior year. You know, this, the um, the format used to be a little bit different, uh, where there was no such thing as wild cards. Now there's guys that are that you could go up and win still, even if you haven't you didn't win your section. But I lost in the sectional finals the year before as a junior. The kid that beat me, he he had a big comeback on me. I, I had a big lead. And uh, he wound up taking second in, in the state. So I would have been in the finals probably a couple times. So I just didn't get up there. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, just winning the, winning the New York State senior year is incredible. And then where did you go after that? After that, I went to wrestle D1 at, uh, at Binghamton upstate. Um, and uh, I only spent a year there because I really wound up not liking it up there. Just the whole environment was raining all the time cloudy just depressing and uh i did pretty well i took fourth at the conference tournament as a freshman but we have a small conference so only the winner went and wild cards like two or three for the whole conference so i was a freshman so i had no shot at a wild card that, that's cr- that's crazy but i actually good- that's crazy i actually wrestled for binghamton also did you? Yeah, no. I was. I swear to god i was i mean for like a semester but i wrestled under coach gumbel uh, this is probably, oh, I know Gumble. Yeah, yeah, Gumble. Yeah, from Mark Gumble. Yeah. I got recruited to Binghamton, but it was D three when I went there. You went there. Yeah, when, it, when, it was, when, that, when they brought it back, it was his first year back as D one after they got rid of it for a couple of years. Yeah, so I was up there. Billy Baldwin was back in it. I think he still is. 
Yeah, it was, but, yeah, yeah. I was there. I actually, I, I hated Binghamton too. I actually absolutely hated oh, yeah. it. It was, it's the worst. It's like this rainy. Did you used to hang out at the Rat. At the Rat and Uncle Tony's, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. That that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but I and wrestling was the only part that I actually liked uh, because it was fun. But then I was just like, I got way too into it. I'm like, oh, I'll go, I'll go D three. It won't be my whole life. And then it's just wrestling. It's your entire life. Uh, but oh yeah, it consumes you no matter what if you take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So you went to Binghamton. You 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 left. The coach must have flipped though when like you left, right? Well, no, he didn't flip because he left. Oh, the coach left. And uh, he went to VTech after one year. He's actually still coaching. His name's Tony Roby, but uh, I think he's coaching at VTech now. Um, and he left after one season. Him and my assistant coach. They got out of there. They went to a better program. I don't blame them, but me and him kind of butted heads a little bit, so he didn't try taking me with him. Oh, okay. So I came back home to Nassau, good old Nassau Community College. Well, that, but not, after it. Now, that must have been like, I mean, the school, as far as like scholastically, Binghamton was like one of the hardest schools in the country. Nassau, probably one of the easiest. Uh, that must have been pretty easy, right? That must have been a, a fucking... Oh, yeah, it was night and day, but I wasn't really... <laughs> I wasn't applying myself in Binghamton because I hated it so much. I was just partying or hanging out in my room and, like, skipping class. I was just, like, really trying to tank it on purpose to get out of there. <laughs> so Did you I get... came back home to Nassau. It was easier. I got back on the dean's list, like, right away. <laughs> so it was night and day with the schoolwork. Did you get laid at all in Binghamton? Because it was, it was pretty hard. Those girls were not giving it up that easy. Oh, it was disgusting up there. That's part of the reason I left. There's slim pickings, as I called it. It was, and it, and if they were out, I there couldn't wasn't enough alcohol around, you know. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely not the hottest. Because then I saw that you went to Oneonta, right? You ended up going yeah, to Oneonta. I now, made a comeback. Yeah, after like two or three years, I took a hiatus after Nassau because I wanted to wrestle D1 again at Hofstra, but they had committed to some other guys, so I said, screw it. I'm just going to stay home and coach. And then I got the itch to compete again. So I went, my buddy that I wrestled with in high school, he was wrestling at Oneonta, so we would go out hanging out at night, and he'd be in my ear the whole night. Like, you got to get up. I got to get you up here. You got to come back and wrestle. Got to come back and wrestle. So I went to visit him up at school and it was a blast i was like this place is way better <laughs> it, it, than Binghamton. it's all party girl. it's like the and hottest I, chicks ever they all party they're all down to fuck uh it's it's it is night and day like my my, <laughs> my my sister went there and like i used to go visit her friends and it was just like oh my god it was like every girl went from nassau community college to oneonta like they they go to school with like glitter on their face from the night before <laughs> it was it was it was it was oh yeah, it was a it was a little sloppy at times, but it was it was great. Like when girls got dressed up, it was like those juicy sweatshirts, butt pants. That was like their like that was their formal that was like their formal gear. You know, like those fucking shorts that have juicy and their assholes. Yeah, that's what they were wearing out in in town. Now yep. now now when you went to when you wrestled for Oneonta, now you're going back to a D three program. Were you just murdering everybody? Um, it was honestly weird. Like I used to get into some scraps down again so me and my buddy went back to Binghamton to uh to visit because uh, I still had friends there actually it was me and my ex-girlfriend went to go visit them 
and uh, I wound up getting in like a pretty nasty like fight in the uh, in the street, and uh, I was punching this like this white dude. He had dreadlocks, but I like got a hold of his head and his dreadlocks, and I was just uppercutting the shit out of him. And my thumb, like I missed his face one time, and my thumb got caught up all in his hair, and I snapped my thumb. Oh. Uh, so I had to have surgery like right before. It was, this was in like September and the season was starting like in two weeks. Oh. So I wound up missing half the year with a, with, because uh, I went in the cast first for like five weeks and they were like, you were really close to needing surgery. And then like I was supposed to have the cast on for six weeks and in the fifth week he's like, you need surgery. So I, then I had to get surgery and do another like six weeks in a cast. So it, it was like a rehab process but the entire time to try to get, get right for the national tournament. And then uh, I wound up taking fifth, but I wrestled like so high up. I, I didn't cut weight. I was just lifting like a monster. I, I wrestled 174, I think. Wow. So you, took, so you took fifth in the NCAA Division Three Nationals. Still tough. Still really good. But for yeah, you, yeah, I got uh, I got most pins in in that tournament too. I had like four pins or something like that. So then, so then you go back home. You're living in Long Island now. Do you? Uh, wh- what are you doing with your life? Are you working? What are you doing? No, I kind of came home. They knew that I was really considering fighting right at that time because my coach was trying to get me to stay for another year. He knew I wanted to do MMA because I came home those two years that after Nassau that I didn't wrestle, I started to dabble in kickboxing. And uh, I had a guy in town that was, you know, he's bringing his son to youth wrestling that I was teaching. And he kept trying to get me into striking. And I finally, I finally went and hit some mitts and I loved it. I was uh, so happy just cracking mitts. And um, so when I came home, I had that in my head that I was going to pursue that. So they got, they were like, stay, stay one more year. Come on. And uh, I was like, nah, I'm going back home. As soon as I got home, I linked back up with LaFlair. And Bermudez had just gotten to our gym. He was on the Ultimate Fighter show at that time. And uh, it was only a couple of months before I before I wound up taking, like, my first amateur MMA fight. I mean, and then, I mean, what a ride it's been. I'm looking at, like, some of your fights, man. You, uh, you've, had some, you've had some great ones. Do you have any fights coming up, by the way? Uh, I mean, well, with the new PFL deal that I just signed, it looks like I'm going to be fighting in June. Wait, so you, wait, what, you left the UFC? Yep. When did that yeah. happen? I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. When did that okay. happen? Yeah, man, I've been at odds with them for like since July, basically, since my last fight. And, uh, you know, I was trying to be the good soldier and like be quiet and wait around and and uh, get back in their good graces by getting, like, an opportunity and winning, you know. But I just, I live on, you know how it is living on Long Island, man. I can't be sitting around, like, healthy with no no fights being booked. And all I kept hearing was, like, you know, we'll see, we'll see. We got a lot of people to get to. We'll see, you know. It was just bullshit. So that I is- started pressing my manager that, you know, we need to do something. I need to fight. I don't care if it's somewhere else i want to compete so we just we started making moves but i mean you were five and two in the ufc you're coming off a win against frankie perez your two losses yeah. went to those fucking dagestani maniacs savage russians uh yeah and they were and those were close fights um you know yeah what, they were i uh, almost knocked out Rustam. yeah and then 
me and Islam, I thought it went down to the last probably like 30 seconds. He got my, he got me in a body triangle at the end and just kind of hung on to me. But I mean, I thought they that I thought that fight could have gone either way. Yeah, and those dudes haven't lost since. They've just been beating everybody up. So yeah, that's crazy. I can't know. I can't believe you left the UFC on a win. And are you worried about PFL? Because I mean, they they haven't been on. They've been saying this million dollar tournament, but I haven't seen them on TV. It seems like a little bit shady, no? Um, I mean, I'm just going off of what my manager's telling me right now. There's other people that I'm close with that are that are in on the tournament. I know some big name guys that that signed also. So, you know, I'm just I'm just rocking with it right now. I mean, there's always a little bit of concern until everything goes off. But I mean, you know, we'll see we'll see where that goes. How how many fights do you have to win to win the million dollars? I don't know. I heard that they're going to do a little short, like, regular season where you fight a few times and then into the playoff format where there's, like, 12 guys in the tournament or something like that. They're probably going to have to win about three fights or four fights. Wow. Okay. All right. Fuck, man. This is, this is a, big, it's a big ballsy move, but I, I guess to do it. I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't give you a fight. The, right. the UFC went to Atlantic City, going to Atlantic City. Well, they made me... They made me fight my contract. First of all, Silva tried to cut me when I was four. He didn't like me. I don't know. We went through this. It's on Twitter, like, because I snapped on them a couple times because, you know, they have a bunch of trash in the lightweight division that they use to prop up the guys that they want to prop up. They have guppies, I call them. You know, guys with, like, one in three records and shit that they just keep around to get fucked up. So uh, I started getting frustrated seeing these announcements when they're telling when I'm hearing through my manager that, you know, we'll see, we'll see. We got a lot of guys to get to. Like you said, I'm coming off a win. I'm five and two, two first round finishes, you know, the whole nine. And uh, I think they just don't like my style, you know, that I fight. They just want people to just put their head down for them and knock each other out. And I fight way smarter than that because they don't fucking pay us anything. I'm not getting my brains beat in for like 20 grand after taxes, you know? Yeah, of course. But, uh, so, you know, they got aggravated with me and started strangling me out and they made me, Joe tried cutting me at four and two and, uh, but he was retiring. So I was like, fuck that. Um, you know, this is bullshit. How is this possible? This is, it doesn't happen to anyone that you go four and oh, no one hears about you. You're in the best division in the world. You got two finishes you had a top 15 fight and then you lose they and then they started throwing Dagestanis at me like every every matchup was a Russian guy I think it wound up being four in a row they booked me with yeah and I was pissed you know and like we couldn't do anything about it and I lost the two close fights and he tried cutting me so uh then when Sean took over Ali got me another fight with Frankie and I thought me and him were kind of where it was like winner stays loser goes so I win the fight, and then a couple months go by, and I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go again. And that was like mm, August or September. And then it took me like a month to realize like something shady was going on. Like they were reluctant to like give me my next bout. And then they started just stringing me along until maybe like December or January. I didn't hear anything from them. You thought I was still calling me. I was still doing, like, promo shit for them. Then they came to the island. They were doing something with, like, that rodeo. What I, I don't I don't remember what it was, but I went to an appearance for them with no contact, like, in good faith. And, you know, they don't even send me uh, 
you know, an email or text, nothing. Just keep stringing me, just letting me, like, kind of dangle. So yeah. when I asked him, like, what's the deal, what's going to happen, he was like, you know, I think you'll get something and just keep being patient. And I just can't be patient anymore, you know? Plus, I ran my mouth like an animal, so I probably pissed them off even further. Uh, I don't know. A lot of these guys run their mouths like animals. It doesn't seem to affect them at all. Uh, yeah, but they don't really run it against them that much, you know? Yeah, I mean, how did... They um kind of run it at other people. How, how are you making your living while this is all going on? You know, just getting by. I opened a gym in May uh, with LaFlair and and uh, our jiu-jitsu trainer, uh, Greg, and... Um, a good friend of ours. So I've been running a gym out of my hometown, been grinding out lessons, been, you know, doing this, that, and the other to try to get by because, you know, you expect that you're going to fight again when you're yeah, a winning no, fighter. I don't know what five and two equals out to, but I think it's like a seven-something win percentage. Yeah, and, no, and you've never been you finished, know, never been stopped. It, it's complete never bullshit. Been, you, never even made me fucking bleed in that organization. No one ever even dropped me, you know? Have you thought but about... My, my big... My big thing was like, yo, if you don't like me, just have me put down then against these dudes that you think are so much better. But I think they know that they can't put me down and they can't, they don't want to watch my style out there. So they're like, nah, fuck it, just strangle him. You know? Have you thought about Bellator? I mean, we just kind of, we kind of explored options for everybody, like right off the bat, like I guess, like put out feelers everywhere. And they were the first ones, PFL was the first ones to come right back with something. And, you know, I'm looking to get active, like, right away. I've been training and training and just waiting around, and I'm just tired of waiting around. You know, I just want to scrap. Now, PFL's got fight. some good, good – I mean, they got Andre Harrison. They got Lance Palmer. They got, they got some tough, tough guys there. I heard Shields is uh, in this. I heard, I, I heard some names are, are in it. So, yeah, I mean, Andre's my boy. He's another one that's been screwed by the UFC – yeah, he's 16 uh, he's the best uh, featherweight in the world that's never gotten a run with them because they don't like his style, you know. They're shitheads. Yeah, I mean, he's 16 and 0 this kid, never been beat, beating the best guys, beat Lance Palmer, and they're not going to sign him, but they're going to sign CM Punk and his fucking, you know, looking for a guy to go in there. It's it's that's the problem. You know, I obviously love the running a, they're running a carnival. They owe a ton of money. And they're trying to do anything they can, like a bazaar, to to get people to come in and fill the seats, you know? Yeah. Nah, that kind of sucks, man, because I'm, I'm obviously a fan of yours, and I'll, I'll watch any one of your fights. And that that's, But it just sucks the way that you've been treated, because, you know, you finally get to the pinnacle, you finally get there, and you go five and two. And then you can't get a fight. That doesn't make... And they go, they're going to Atlantic City. They're going to Brooklyn. They're going to Utica. These are all places that you could, you know, draw at. Or, yeah, I've been questioning why they couldn't promote me and why they don't, you know, like I think I thought I had to look and I can talk and I can back it up and I can fight and nobody can really, I don't get dominated ever. I'm always in a fight, you know, I'm really tough to beat. I'm a tough out and, you know, for one reason or another, these fucking, I don't even know what to call them because they ain't fighters. They're just, you know, they leech off fighters you know, they, it's like an emperor, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. You got to please them first and foremost. And if you don't, and they don't like you and they're going to, they'll do whatever they want to you. They don't care about you, your family, nothing. Winning and losing doesn't matter. It matters how much money goes in their pocket, you know? 
Well, at least are you getting any laid at all in Long Island? Any hot, any hot <laughs> chicks at like Sprats or? Uh... <laughs> I got a, I got a girlfriend for a, for a while now, but life hasn't been too bad. Nice. There you go. What does she do? Uh, she's a teacher. Oh, you got a, you got a nice girl, uh, teacher. And then, yeah. there you go. You got, you guys have a house, apartment together. You live together. Yeah, I mean, I've had a house I own with my brother for since I basically got it, got into the UFC. We bought it like right as I was having my first fight. So I've been here for a while. Um, so we've just been uh, kind of we bought one that we could fix up, you know. So we've been just going through the house room by room, and uh, and gotten it and redoing it. Now, is there any uh, rival between your gym and like Ally Aquinta's gym and Aljamain's gym? No, no, we're all boys. Oh, okay. Like, like really tight, actually. There's no rival really, like at all. Everybody's always uh, helping each other get ready for camps and sparring with each other to get ready for other guys, rooting for each other, cross training. Aljamain comes to our gym almost weekly. You know, we go over there like all the time when we're getting ready for fights, and we do conditioning with them and with Longo and Matt. And it's awesome. All right, what's his name? Just moved out here, uh, Alp. And I uh, set him up with. Um, he moved again. Yeah, he moved out to uh, Orange County, and he's like, "Hey, man, if you know, if like you know anybody." So I set him up with TJ Dillashaw, and uh, I set him up with Mark Munoz, and now he's uh, training over at like the Body Shop. I think he might have a fight coming up. So, dude, that guy doesn't—he's like a traveling man. <laughs> you know, I wrestled with Al at Nassau. Yeah, he's a good guy. Seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good dude. He just never stays in one place for. For well, longer than a couple of like months, I feel like. Well, he's Turkish, aren't they? They have like a big Ottoman Empire back in the day, trying to take over. The, is that? Yeah, <laughs> trying to conquer everything. Yeah, yeah. but uh, anyway, well, listen, Chris, hang in there, man. I look forward to your next fight, and uh, keep fighting the good fight, my friend. Yeah, guys, good talking to you. Uh, should be June. Look for something. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Good. See you, buddy. All right, guys, have a good one. That was uplifting. <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't even know what to say about that. You know? Yeah, I saw he had an interview with Ariel about it all. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's just damn. I mean, there's a kid, he's got all the ton of potential. I mean, it reminds me of the Askren situation. Like, yeah, but Askren was never in. This dude's already in. Yeah. You know, I mean, why would they not give the kid fights? He's fi- I mean, his fights were exciting, too. The, the fights with Islam and uh, Roost, even the fights he lost were exciting fights. And the other fights, he, you know, that's that weird. It's strange. It's like guys who are outspoken about protecting their brains and everything. Oh, is that what happened? Is that what he did? Well, he said, he's like, yeah, I started fighting differently because they're not paying us anything and I had to protect my brain. Yeah, but, right. Of course. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. That's, I didn't realize he was, I mean, not, look, nothing wrong with PFL. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely watch PFL. I like, I like uh, Ray Longo. And I'm not Ray Longo, Ray Cepho, yeah. and those guys in charge. I like what they're doing over there. I think they have Randy Couture commentate sometimes, and oh, okay. I'm all about you know diversity. But it just sucks that you see that a kid like that goes out like that because he's five and two. Five, yeah, five and two, right? Never been finished either. Like, uh, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, somebody he must have I don't know banged somebody's wife or something. I, I just <laughs> it's just fucking crazy, right? You're right, but now they're gonna. They're, they're trying to find someone weak because CM Punk's about to fight again. But so you know the, the CM Punk thing irks me as fuck. Because, like you said, it, it's just... Just because you have a lot of Twitter followers yeah. and you're good at another thing 
doesn't give you the right or the opportunity to then just go into a sport because you want to do it. There's merit to this shit. Okay. This is, this is a meritocracy. It's not based on it's right. But he was right. It is a carnival. And this is my thing being really good friends with Junie. When I heard, saw CM Punk was coming and I knew that they wanted Junie to come back on that redemption series. I was like, Junie, I would be promote. If I were you, I'd be pushing for the CM Punk fight. Junie would destroy CM Punk. But but they got they have to now go find somebody that CM that that that's that which now they got to put two people who don't deserve to be in there, (laughs) and 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 you got a guy like Chris Wade who can't get a fight. Right, you guys, you know. you know, wrestling champion, kickboxer, college, all you know, all American. Right. You got now. You got a guy who actually deserves a fight, who's winning fights, who's fighting the best fighters out there, and he can't get a fight. But now we're just giving. And okay, fine. People are like, okay, CM Punk, if he's worth it, they gave him a chance. Yeah. They 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 gave him a shot. Yeah. He had a shot. Yeah. He had a shot. They said, okay, here's your shot. He went out there. He got beat in. 50 seconds, whatever it was. Right. And, and sorry, you had your, now he gets another shot because they're going to Chicago. Are, are people, are, are people, I mean, how desperate are we? They sold that company for $4.5 billion. Right. This is not, uh, you know, some fledgling, you know, upstart fucking, you know, yeah. wrestling promotion that they're trying to yeah. get in West Covina. This is not that. This is this is they they they, they don't need the, the and they don't need the views. They, they need always oh, need the views, but they're not, the people that are going to come, they're they're banking on the fact that somebody is going to say, "Fuck, I don't want to watch it, but I like CM Punk." Here's six. Here's my sixty dollars. Yeah. Wow, this is amazing. Holy shit! I'm now going to be a fan forever. CM like, Punk's so great. Now I love you. Or the undercard is going to be so good. Yeah. That's I I get I understand, but that's not the way to do it. It, that's it's like it's like okay as a comedian it's like okay we're gonna put on a fucking reality star or some vine star or instagram model okay and we're gonna have them ha- we're gonna put her on the show so people show up and see the other comics i i get it i i understand but do it like i i way more respect the bellator way of doing it at least they're putting on ken shamrock versus fucking uh you know chuck liddell but at least those guys were good fighters at one point. Right. If not, you know, some of them are doing still doing okay. Tito's still doing okay. But they say at one point they're okay. Yeah. This dude now now we're now we have two guys that are not world. They don't do it on the Lakers. CM Punk couldn't just walk on the Lakers. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't happen in uh in like and the NFL. You know what happens is like Filipino basketball. They'll they'll play they'll play Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, exactly. they'll put Pacquiao in, and I get it. But he's like the pride of the fucking. He's like a countryman and not a countryman but he's also like the senator or the, whatever the hell he is over there congressman i don't know i don't like it i don't like it and i'm not hating and i know people i know other fighters have told me it's good for because you know it gets eyeballs on it and yada 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 but i don't I, i'm looking at a bigger picture here like they got fights that are going to get I, i'll tell you what's going to get a lot of eyeballs and this is just what i think is going to happen i think john jones by the time his suspension over and you got Brock Lesnar, who's starting to weed out of the WWE and get back into USADA. That's going to be the fight that they're going to make, and it's going to be a huge fight. That's and a I great fight. That fight, like that's like. Of course. It's two people that have had a lot of problems, but they're great fighters fighting each other. They have the talent there. They have, you know, like we just talked. We talked to a five and two fighter. They have the talent there. Promote those guys. Like yeah. Putting all your eggs in baskets that 
So I'm, promoting, I'm tired of hearing about Connor too. I'm like, why everything we talk about, we're still talking about Connor. Connor's an amazing fighter. I'm not taking anything away from him, but until you guys get over Connor, the UFC is just stuck. Yeah, no, it's true. And then Bellator is the same shit where they go, you know, this heavyweight fucking thing. And they're bringing in like they're rolling out Fedor in a wheelchair to, to <laughs> yeah. fight fucking Roy Nelson's corpse, you know, and yeah. I, I get it. But they have Ed Ruth. They have Aaron Pico. They have they have uh, Darian Caldwell. They have MVP. Yeah. They, they have a, a fucking a, a great bunch of guys. The Pitbull brothers. They have Michael Chandler. They have. Yeah. Ben Henderson. They have guys that people actually are sort of in their prime, okay? They don't have to do it with... You don't have to bring in Art Jimerson versus Hoist Gracie, too. Exactly. I mean, although I, I, I'm still going to watch it. I just think it's crazy in that with, now we got Chael and Ryan Bader both fighting in a heavyweight tournament. <laughs> and they're going to win. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the, the crazy part is that they actually have a good shot. Yeah. Chael beat Rampage. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me that eight years ago, Chael was going to beat Rampage at any point, I'd be like, you're out of your, f- Chael Sonnen? Yeah. It's going to beat Rampage? Yeah, okay. And Mighty Mouse is, is, is going to beat fucking Stipe Miocic, you know? Yeah. But it fucking happened. It happened and he looked good doing it. But I don't know. But it just, the sideshows, we got to stop with the sideshows. Right. It just, it just doesn't help. It, it doesn't help when you have guys like this dude. Uh, who's five and three and can't get a fight, and has to, you know, has, has you know has to make twenty thousand dollars a year, and he's been a pro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, put him on salary if that's gonna happen. Yeah. Put him on salary where you get paid. You get paid. You know, the 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 the, the smaller guys, you get you get eighty thousand a year, a hundred thousand right. a year, just to be in. Look, if you're a pro athlete in the NFL and you're like, I make a hundred thousand a year, people are gonna laugh at you. Yeah. They're gonna be like, oh, who do you play for? The fucking, the uh, you know, the yeah. the pee wee team. Yeah. But if you're making a hundred thousand in the UFC, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. I don't. And that's which is sad. But, but all get hired as like independent contractors. And 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 the and the and the argument is is that the NFL guy, well, you you play sixteen games, right? Yeah. So that, where the fighter, okay, fine, but this dude's still in training camp every day. Right. right. He still needs to make a living. I mean. If you put these guys on salary, I think they'd be a lot happier. Right. I think. You know? I mean, some guys are never going to be happy. Right. Um, but, you know, it's just... Uh, anyway, we're calling a beautiful lady, Ashley Evans-Smith, coming off a tough loss to Sarah Morass. Uh, I did not see that, ha- that happening. I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. But it happened. Um, but Ashley's my girl. Uh, she's coming up. She's fighting Rowdy Beck. Uh, uh, yeah, and you can't underestimate Rowdy Beck. Uh, she hits hard. Hey, you guys are Ashley Evan Smith. I hate voicemails, so if you can tell... There you go. That's my girls. She hates voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> like, who likes voicemails? Yeah. Anybody that actually, like, likes voicemails? No, um, mine all, the only time I ever listen to them is after my mailbox gets full and my phone... Of course. Voicemails used to be the shit, though. Remember, like, you kids listening to this, you don't understand how easy you have it. Like... Yeah. Like, back in the day, you had to remember people's phone numbers. Yeah. You had to have a phone book. A phone book. Yeah. And, and when you went to a club, you had to carry around a pen and, like, a napkin. <laughs> yeah. And you had to beg yeah. the bartender for a pen. Right. And, and, he looked, and he gave it to you. Like, he was like, oh, you better give this back to me. Yeah. And, and, like, you were, like, a complete fucking asshole because you finally got a girl's number. And then you had to go run. And then half the time, it was the wrong number. 
you know, or like, or like you convinced yourself it wasn't the wrong number, right. and yeah. and, the, and you just did the music, so you tried every variation of that last number, but these kids, you don't have to remember anything. Free nights and weekends when you first got a cell phone. Oh yeah. Like you couldn't make a call, and they had long distance on it and collect call. Like War Machine's the only person that makes collect phone calls. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, that's that. I'm talking about wasted fucking life, man. Oh, God. War Machine. Fuck. Damn. He's Christian. Yeah, of course. They are, they're all Christian. Well, you know, it's amazing how, like, when, when people find religion when they're in jail or when they're about to die. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Um, I, mean, other, I mean, other people. My wife's pretty religious. But yeah. but yeah, I hear you. Come on, Ashley. Pick up the phone. Fucker, come on. Hey, you reached Ashley and Smith. She hates I voicemails. Hate <laughs> I know. What is this? I'm calling her right now. I like her though. She's a cool chick. She's back with her boyfriend. Yeah. She, I, since I've known her, she's had about 15 different boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. You dating anybody? You have a girlfriend? Me, yeah. Just moved in, actually. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, who, is, who is it? Uh, you met her before. Name Autumn. Been about three and a half years now. Where did I, I meet her at, at the shows? The Dime. The Dime? Yeah, I brought her to the Dime. Once. Nice. Wait, uh, what did she do? Whoa, really? Yeah. Is it hard to argue with her? Yo, I don't even try. You can't win. No. Fuck. And I live with her and her sister, which is worse because like it's like always two on one. You know. Ah, uh, you live with her and her sister? Yeah. Ah, so does, it, you, does she hear you guys having sex? I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> it's a pretty big apartment in San Juan. Oh, nice. That's that's good. Rent control. So oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I know we're moving. I'm moving tomorrow. We have a new studio, by the way. Uh, it's gonna be great. I have like my backyard is like I got this huge shit in my backyard. We're gonna convert it into like a podcast studio. We're gonna be doing big things, more shows, more happiness, maybe even video. So, guys, listening to this, thanks for sticking with me all this time. Uh, I know it's been um, it's been a journey. We've had about 97 different co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really good. That's that, that that that's great that you um, you, you guys are moving in together. So just yeah. you, sister moving out. Her sister. No, not right now, but um, she's talking about it like eventually. But I mean, just living out here is terrible, like rent wise. So I mean, it just makes sense. Like so, you guys divided by three. What's that? Yeah, and after like three and a half years, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that. You know, because how many people do we know that they've been with someone, especially with comics, for some reason? Oh, yeah. Like, date in two weeks, like, you know, it's time to move in. Oh, and comics are the worst. It's like, hey, can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> like, what, what just happened to your girlfriend? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I know a guy, my friend is dating. He's like, yeah, I got, I'm dating this girl. I'm like, weren't you married last month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work out. And Life happens. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know. Some guys, some guys are always, some guys just can't be alone. I was like that for a little bit. I just, yeah. like, as a comic, you get lonely, you know? But there's also, there's so many options. Right. Of just Tinder and Bumble and Soul Swipe. And her was Tinder. Really? Yeah. A lawyer on Tinder. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was crazy. Nice. All right, so we're going to call Ashley one more time, see if she picks up. Come on, Ash. Does she like voicemails? She, lo- she loves voicemails. <laughs> she absolutely loves voicemails. Hello. Hey, Deanna Bennett. What's up? It's Adam Hunter and uh, Justin Wood on MMA Roasted. How are you? I'm doing great. Feeling fabulous. Uh, congrats on your recent win. That was awesome. I actually tuned in just to watch you fight. 
I was like, I got to, honestly, <laughs> well, thank I was, you. Cause I'm also moving and this and that. I got all this shit going on. It was Saturday. I flew back and I'm like, I got to watch Gianna fight. You look great. It was a close fight, but you look great. Uh, were you happy well, with thank it? Thank you. Were you happy with it? Um, yeah, I got a W next to my name. So I was very happy. Obviously some stuff I wish I would have done better. I was watching my shots and I was like, why was my hand there? My hand was supposed to be on the leg instead of on the back, but we'll get there. Next one. We'll work on that. You thought you're, you thought you're overall happy. You, th- you thought your hands were too low? <laughs> no, my hand was too high. It was up over her waist when I ducked down for the shot. Uh, if I would have put it on her leg, I would have blown her off her feet, but uh, you know, yeah. resting problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no. Your 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 double leg looked great. Your double leg looked great. She 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 connected with a couple shots in the head. Were you were you hurt at all? Were you rocked at all? No, not at all. Um, I actually came out unscathed from this one. Nice. It would have been four years in a row if I would have broken my nose. I break it every March, but I think this year I'm breaking the trend. So we're good. Now I was so happy you didn't get kicked in the head this time. I was like, please don't oh, get me kicked. Too. I was like, <laughs> my holy shit. I was like, do not get rocked in the head. I was so. <laughs> that was the one thing my coach said too. Like, Deanna, so help me. I don't care if you get punched. If you get kicked in the head, you're out of the gym. Yeah. I was like, I promise I won't. Because her last two fights, she got like head kicked hard. The first one, like knocked out cold. <laughs> Next one, she fought some girl from like I don't know Europe and got kicked in the head. Came back. It was a draw. And the UFC cut her after a draw, which is that fucking. When the- uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, she's yeah. holding on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, total bullshit. Like, I mean, they didn't cut her. They didn't pick her up. But so then now she's fighting an Invicta. Now you missed weight. What happened? Oh, dude, my uh, everything was going according to plan. And then I got to Utah, started retaining. The water wasn't coming off and got to a point where my kidneys were starting to lock up and my... Uh, coach was like i'm going to call a doctor for you right now and i was like no you're not and he's like well then you're done cutting you're just going to be over and i was like ah i don't want to be over everything had been going so smoothly and according to plan but i was like it got to a point where i was like i either fight or risk being in a hospital so Uh. i had to and oh it killed me it made me so mad i don't like being that unprofessional person that doesn't make weight but i was i was dying (laughs) <laughs> well, it was two pounds. It wasn't, honestly, like, it wasn't 10 pounds. It wasn't five pounds. It was two pounds. It wasn't, uh, yeah. like, because like, I had heard, I was actually hanging out with Tisha Torres, Heather Joe Clark, and Sharon Jacobson, and they were like, you hear Deanna miss weight? And I was like, oh, fuck, really? And then uh, I looked, oh, no. and I'm like, I'm like, two pounds. Okay, she's okay. It's just not, she's not, <laughs> you know, like, it, this wasn't like that. And this, was this the first time you missed weight? Um, at 125, yeah. I've come out like a pound over trying to get to 115, uh, and that that's what was frustrating. I'm like, I've never not made weight at 125. That's terrible. Like, something went severely wrong. Okay, all right, we'll work on it. We'll work. On it. You look good, by the way. You look good in the uh, in the uh, in the octagon. Whatever. You 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 look very. Well, thank you. You look very attractive. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. No, now you did say that uh, your fo- your po- your post fight speech was like I said it was like every bad Tinder date I've ever had wrapped into <laughs> one speech. You were all over the fucking place. You you, you licked yeah. the, you licked the camera. Was this? The, why did you lick the camera? I would like to say in my defense, my tongue did not actually touch the camera. Oh, so okay. the fact that I got called gross by Michael Chiesa on Twitter, I'm like. My defense, I'm like, it didn't actually touch the camera. Like, damn, it's not like I licked you. 
Yeah. Respect your growth comments, sir. Well, the camera tested positive for HPV after that, so we, we th- I thought that... Uh... <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, they probably should definitely not test that. <laughs> yeah, I was a little all over the place. I was a little excited. I mean, I... There were some things where I was like, oh, there's no camera on me. I'm just going to be my ridiculous self. And then my friend sent me a video clip from Sight Pass with me, like, deep-throating water bottle. And I was like, oh, so they showed that. That's uncomfortable. That's wow. hysterical. And, I, and I'm, I, we have to get into that for, in a second. Uh, so, first of all, Kiesa is the grossest person I've ever met in my entire life. So, he's an idiot for saying that. <laughs> I, I, I know Kiesa. I love Kiesa, but give me a break. Uh, he's, he's completely. So I was like, that's the pot calling the kettle black there, sir. Yeah, really. Like, calm now, down. Number one. Now, so, you were deep throating a water bottle? Oh, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and watch the replay, because oh. my corner handed me a bottle of water, it was like, oh, water bottle, and then I just proceeded to put the entire top of it in my mouth, Wow! and then I turned, and there was a camera looking at me, and I was like, ha, ah! and I took it out. How could you <laughs> not like, get a date? Okay. okay, they're not going to show it. They, they showed it. How could you they not get a did. date? You give, you give girls lap dances, you can deep throat, uh, and why, why are you still single? What's, what is this? <laughs> I know. What's happening in this world? Apparently, people, you just can't can't be tamed i don't know yeah so uh, well now are you still are you, are you on any kind of dating site bumble tinder uh anything? no i got cock blocked by android it was the worst i was like you know let's try and download tinder and i went on and i got a ghetto android phone and it said tinder app not uh compatible with version of phone or something like that and uh-huh. i was like seriously did my phone just Cockblock me? I think it did. Like, like, damn. Flip phone? Is that what's happened? I just have like an Android. No, I'm a little involved. Be on a flip phone. I mean, barely. It's an Android, but I was like, okay. Apparently, I need to get an iPhone if I want to download Tinder or something. Now, uh, now, how are you still living in uh, Pennsylvania or New Jersey? Uh, Jersey. Yep. I'm in Utah right now. I stayed a little bit extra to visit friends and family, but heading back to Jersey here soon. And how's that training with Frankie Edgar and uh, Caitlin Kukukin, all those people? <laughs> um, amazing. I absolutely love it. Like, I have to be away from my dog while I'm there, and it's 100% worth it to, to get the training in there. Uh-huh. Like, I never thought I'd be an East Coast person. I'm from California. I love the West Coast. And the fact that I'm out there, I'm like, all right. Uh-huh. You know, this is actually pretty cool. I like this. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh Good. Well, I'm, listen, I'm so, happy, I'm so proud of you. Who are you calling out? Who do you want to fight next? Um, honestly, the Invicta title is vacant at 125, and so I think me versus Vanessa Porto would be perfect to fill that vacancy. All right. Well, let's get a hashtag. Deanna versus Porto. Yeah. We'll get it going. Uh, by the way, and I think honestly, like I was watching this, I was trying to find that interview to show my wife. I'm like, you got to see this interview. My wife, like she would have loved it. They got, you got to (laughs) start doing vlogs or something because you you are so fucking strange, but like, but like, but like, but in a hot way, in a very cute, adorable way, a very likable way. And you, oh, and but well, we, thank you, thank you. But we got to take. You know a, what? I will just for you. You got to take advantage of this. this because I really think people would like 
I mean, you're a fighter, but you're so quirky and like you're funny and you're <laughs> laughing and you're you like dogs and you can deep throat. I'm telling you, you have you have all the makings of this amazing person. But we got we got to harness it. We got to because if you're going to keep losing weight, you're going to keep losing money. So we got to make that up. We got to make that back up. So uh, but channel I, this into a good method. Yeah, this is going to happen. And then, hey, maybe I'll actually get a date one day. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm sure I you. Mean, just one damn date. I'm sure. Damn people. I'm Apparently, sure. I'm like repelling people like crazy. Yeah, fuck those people. I'll help you. I'll be your wingman on uh, Twitter. Yes, yeah, 100%. Perfect. Well, thank you so there much. There you go. Thank, thank you. And uh, have a good uh, rest of the week. Oh, well, thank you. Always a pleasure talking to you. Always. Take care, Deanna. Take care. All right. That was, that was Deanna Bennett. I like her. Yeah, she's important. She's, uh, she's cool. How could she not get a date? She's got to be selective. I mean, there's got to be, be women are funny. Like, I can't get a date. No, no, you can't date Brad Pitt, or, or you can't get a date with Matthew McConaughey. You're right. like, you can get a date with me and you. Yeah, you, just, of you just, it's like, oh, I can't fuck supermodels. Yeah. You know, that's basically what they're saying. Because this girl can get fucking dates. Yeah. She's very fit, hot, and 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 I don't know where she's learned how to deep throw up, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure she has experience. I think. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes the girls that like. A smart water bottle was one of those big ones. <laughs> I think it was a keg. She was deep. <laughs> she was, so anyway, we're calling Ashley Evans. Uh, Hello. Hello, Ashley Evans Smith. That is me. How are you? You're on the MA Roasted podcast. It's me and Justin Wood. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm just resting in between training sessions. Nice. Uh, now, uh, are you training at the body shop? Where are you training at? No, no, I, I don't think I've ever been a part of Team Body Shop, but um, I mean, I know the guys over there, but oh. uh, uh, I am at Classic Fight Team, I'm at 10 Plant Jiu-Jitsu, and I've been uh, doing some one-on-one kind of wrestling with Mark Munoz um, uh, over at Ruka, working on my wrestling in Grand Pound. Nice. So you, why don't you call me for the one-on-one wrestling? Remember, remember we had that? Remember when I was single, we had that bet that if I could take you down, you owed me a handy, and uh, it never actually went to fruition? Yep, we had that bet, and you never took me down. So. Fuck, damn, that's, damn it, damn it. That's, well, we never actually wrestled, so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Now, you got a big fight coming up, <laughs> UFC 223. This is probably the best fight card of the year, I would say easily, yeah. uh, hands down, top to bottom. You're fighting Roddy Beck. Uh, how are we preparing for this fight? Talk to me about, are you excited about this fight? Talk to me. I mean, there's nothing... Um, super different, you know, in, in the way that we're preparing for this fight in the sense that it's just going to be very, we're very fight uh, opponent specific. You know, she's pretty one dimensional in my opinion, as far as being a boxer, she hasn't really uh, developed or, or, or grown as a fighter in, in her career, like the last few fights or even back to her Invicta day. So, you know, a lot of my training partners and coaches, you know, we're, we're working specifically for her and you know every time we drill every time we spar you know we have people that are emulating her style so you know and other than that it's just the same you know grind working on my stuff making my strong strength stronger making my my weaknesses stronger and and just kind of doing me you know strength and conditioning wrestling boxing all that kind of stuff that we normally do right now now beck does hit hard though she's a hard-hitting girl good uppercut yeah have you have you uh, been hit by her 
No, uh, but I, but but I but I've seen her drop people. Uh, I've seen her give people black eyes before. Uh, so mm. I'm just saying we got to be careful, right? That's the. All right, don't fuck it. All right, so um, now uh, okay, now now we're going to 125. Now I mean, you're a girl. You beat Fallon Fox at 145. She did. She beat Fallon at 145. How is this cut going? It's good. You know, everybody keeps asking me, like, how, how are you doing this? How is it possible if you used to fight at 145, then 135, now 125? And I just tell people that it actually kind of happened on accident after my last fight with Cheesecake. Unfortunately, I got armbarred in the first round. I lost. Didn't go my way. And I was very, very cautious during the injury period. And I was actually better on my diet than I had been during a fight camp because I, did, I was afraid of, you know, coming back after the injury and having to lose weight, get back in shape and just be so far behind, you know, because of the injury. So the 125 pound division came about and uh, I was walking around almost, you know, on weight for 35s. And so I said, fuck it, let's, let's try it out. And the weight cut's going really well. Um, I'm light. I'm, I'm, I'm on weight for 35s right now. So it's definitely weird to be on weight, you know, two weeks away from a fight um, when you normally would be, you know, cutting and kind of miserable. Yeah, and no, no, I remember you telling me that you were built like Adam Sandler. Uh, that's uh, that was uh, so. I guess no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did say I was built like him. I said I have his metabolism. He makes a joke and he says in one of his movies, he says he he drinks a milkshake, his ass jiggles for a week. And I said I I'm like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I did not know that. Now, um, now, now, you also told me recently. So you have the, you had a boyfriend. You broke up. You're back together. Since I we, I've known you, you've had about 37 different boyfriends. Uh, 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 okay. and, and then. Oh, <laughs> and then you, and then you were a lesbian at least six times uh, in between that. So are we now? Who is it? Are, are, are we back with the guy? Who is this guy? What does he do? Is he jujitsu guy? That guy? Oh my goodness! I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not back with anybody. It's a it's a new thing, kind of. It's somebody that I've been uh, in friends with for a very long time. We're training partners, and friends, but we never actually dated. Mm. Um, yeah. he, yes, he is a fighter as well, and I think you know him. Okay, what's his name? Uh, Mario Navarro. Ma You're dating Mario Navarro? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea who that is. I, I, wasn't he on Saved by the Bell? Like, I, like fucking, <laughs> that's Mario Lopez. No, I don't know who Mario Navarro is, but I'm sure he's a good guy. Uh, if he, if you're dating him, well, that's not true. You've dated some fucking whack jobs. Uh, but I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm sure. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at him. Okay, his name is Handsome Navarro. Oh. Really, Handsome Navarro. You did. Um, did well, you know what I like? Even though I like this guy better than the last one, I don't even know him, but I like him better than the. Wait, does he have tattoos on his face too? No. No, he has no, no tattoos on his face. Oh, that's good. Okay, so that's a that's a good start. So okay, he's a Misfits MMA, Bellator featherweight, Glory featherweight. Wow, he's a dog lover. Uh, Polista black belt. I'm not fucking with this guy. No, I, you, you 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 can you you can have him. Uh, so uh, <laughs> all right, good. So you're happy with this guy? Yeah, really happy, really, really happy. He's definitely been a huge part of this camp. He's stepped up. Uh, 
I've had a couple changes in my camp, which I don't really want to talk about right now, maybe after the fight. Um, but he's been a huge training partner, a coach, just a really, really, really big part of my camp. And, and I'm really grateful to have him in my life. Well, if you like him, I like him. Okay. So that's all that matters is that you like him. Uh, <laughs> however, I'm looking at one of your pictures right now on Instagram. You're showing your, you're like almost naked. Well, you're in like a, a bra and panty. You're on your feet on the bed, and your ass says, tattoo this. Uh, (laughs) Now, do you you want a tattoo on your ass, or is that like a, I mean, is that a reference to some other stuff? Like, what is that? And (laughs) how did that happen? And who took the picture? (laughs) That was a photo shoot I did for uh, for a sponsor, and uh, they're kind of like a tattoo car, like clothing company. Uh-huh. And so it was just kind of to promote the brand uh-huh. and I'd never done anything like kind of risque before. So I said, uh-huh. fuck it, we'll try it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not even like a song. It, I mean, I, it's still kind of like if I was wearing a bikini, but I still felt shy. And so, yeah, yeah no, I no. Still, I mean, I mean, you fight in the, in a cage for money, nothing risque in your life. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing <laughs> good to see you out of your comfort zone right there. I mean, you're fucking tattoo, you have a tattoo on your head. What are you talking about? Nothing risque in your life. What the fuck are you talking talking about your whole life is risque <laughs> there's nothing that you do that's not risque give me a fucking break oh no, i had to do something out of my, my nothing risque yeah. i mean for you like reading a book on a fucking thursday is risque get the fuck out of here like give me a break so that's good i'm happy for are you com- are you complaining about my about the picture no i like it i like no i think you look hot in it i i think it's good i i, I think that i think that you're a beautiful person and therefore you should be uh you should, you know, you, one day you're not going to have, uh, you, you know, you don't be 90 year old, the fucking thong that says tattoo this, you know, so uh, <laughs> fucking cele- celebrate it now. You know, you don't want to be later on in life, you know. So. <laughs> all right, Adam. That's good. I like it. Your approval. I'm all, I'm all for it. Now, uh, now, all right. So, I'm, no, I see you now. You're another thing. You're, you're, you have your boyfriend, uh, Handsome Navarro in like a triangle and you go, I don't always go to my back, but when I do triangle oh and now he's, I think, I think now he's like smelling your vagina in like one of these pictures. Look, look, oh it looks like you guys are having a fun, you guys are having a fun life here together. That's, this is, this is good. I, I like it. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there a question in there? Or are you just commenting on the fact that I'm, I'm triangling my boyfriend? <laughs> no, I think, I just think that you guys just seem very happy. Does he have any kids? No, he doesn't. Oh, wow. That's, that's good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. So, so when do we leave for Brooklyn? <laughs> we leave next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, actually. So a week, a week away. All right. And, and, uh, we're excited. Uh, I like it. Um, so, uh, good, good luck. So we're going to use our wrestling in this one. We're going to use our wrestling, our jujitsu, our boxing, the whole thing. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I expect to go to the ground. I, I read some stats on Instagram the other day. Everybody's giving me the striking advantage, which is interesting and her, the ground advantage, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. We get off Instagram. We get off Facebook. We get off the social media. We just, it's Ashley time. Okay, fuck the rest of the shit. Mm-hmm. All right, this is this is you gotta. This is about you. Don't listen to the trolls or the haters or anything. Okay, you have a job to do. So uh, you know, 
Am I right? Yep. Yep, and I will do it. We we got this. Okay, you worked too hard. Yep. You were you were this this girl. You you had no fashion sense. You came from nothing. You were in a, you were in a gang <laughs> at at twelve years old. Okay, you ended up going to Menlo College. You joined the all lesbian wrestling team. Okay, you were an all American, and now here you are in the UFC. You beat you fought the best girls. You've been there. Now we're fighting on the biggest stage of our life. You earned this. All right. We deserve this. Thank you, Adam. We deserve this. I do. All right. I do. All right. I'm, uh, it's definitely not going to be my last fight in the flyweight division, that's for sure. Good. Good, good, good. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Ashley, I'm a big fan. I know you are. I'm a big fan of the MMA Roasted Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Take care, Ash. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. That was Ashley Evans-Smith. She's a, she's a sweet girl. Yes, uh, cool. All right, so uh, what do you got coming up? Any any shows? Uh, next Saturday, the 7th, I'm actually at the uh, Improv in India down in Palm Springs. And the following week, I'm in the Westside Comedy Festival in Santa Monica. Nice. Who, who are you at the Improv with? Uh, Jerry Rocha. Oh, I love Jerry Rocha. Yeah, he's giving me a guest spot down there. So. Look at that. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, all right, so people, I will be uh, this Thursday night at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood for our night at Long Beach Laugh Factory. Sacramento Laughs Unlimited. I'm doing a comedy with Leslie Smith is on the show. Uh, Connie Elkins, Darren Elkins' wife, uh, is doing comedy. And Adam Corrigan, also Team Alpha Male. That's uh, next Wednesday on the April 4th. Uh, April 8th, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Uh, Saturday night, April 7th, at the Hollywood Laugh Factory. The Comedy Palace, April 13th and 14th. Um, Harvey's in Portland, Oregon, April 26th, 27th, 28th. Uh, Naples, Florida, May 3rd to the 5th. And Minnesota, the House of Comedy, May 9th to the 13th. Um, yes, so hopefully I'll see you guys at a show. Thank you guys so much. Thanks to all our guests. Take care and enjoy your lives.